today and I am not only joined by Jared today but I'm also joined by my friends Caroline and Heath. This is Heath's first time on the podcast and Caroline, I think you were here once. Once before. Why were you It was Disney trivia. Yes, it where was. Where you whooped my ass. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. I blocked it out. That's <laughs> Like part of me feels like you're gonna impromptu throw out like a Miyazaki style trivia today. No, not at all. Like, <laughs> not like I want vengeance or anything. So recently, Caroline and Heath hit me up because I was lucky enough that their friend dipped out by having the audacity to have a concussion <laughs> and <laughs> had bought tickets to this movie, and it was called Weathering with You, and I'd never heard of it before. At all. And to be fair, it was kind of like, a, I mean, it's a limited release, right? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. At least in America. I think in Japan, it's more widely, you know, widely released. Yes. Yeah. And all I knew about it going into it was an anime film. And I was like, this will be a good time. And I left it and was like, I must know all now of everything <laughs> that Makoto Shinkai has ever done. I want to know about it. So we are going to talk today um, and do a review on not only Weathering With You, which I feel like we'll do in the later half. But first off, I also want to talk about your name, which you guys also showed me on yes. Sunday. And I have been late at night just like pondering about this movie <laughs> ever since because it is so deeply affected me in a way that truthfully anime films have not affected me since like Miyazaki which a lot of times this guy gets compared to so um, I just kind of want to jump right into it do either of you want to tackle the plot of your name without like going like scene by scene but what is the general plot wow I know (laughs) it's so hard Uh, but for someone in layman's terms if I was like oh that sounds cool what's it about Heath, what is? I'm gonna put this on pressure on you. What is this movie? What is your name about? It was released in 2016. Go. So it is about a uh, a, a boy and a girl, teenage uh, boy and a girl, and they realize that they are switching bodies with each other, and so they try to write each other messages because uh, when they get back to their own body, they don't know what happened. They don't know what the other person did in their body. So they write messages in their phone about what they did and, and put journal entries and stuff like that. Um, and eventually uh, they they want to meet, except that doesn't go nearly to plan as you might think it would. And that's where the twist begins. And you know what? I'm just going to say right now, if you're listening to this review, prepare for spoilers, okay? Like, just stop right now. I think the general consensus here is it good. We like it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the summary he, that I just gave is basically the first 15 minutes of the movie. Right, yeah. And then, and then you think you're like, you're in this movie. And I was like, okay, I get it. They're switching bodies. This girl <laughs> and this boy. She wanted to be a boy living in Tokyo and, and she got her wish. She is Taki now. She is living her life. But then, twist, she died three years ago. <laughs> I'm just saying. And Definite spoilers. I mean, yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of? Not really? She, yeah. really? she didn't really die. Is she this may a time have travel died. movie is the big question. Right. Yes, I would argue it is, but in a way that's not obnoxious, because I will mm. say time travel can be really lazy and, and get super obnoxious. But this movie definitely uh, it felt 
necessary, kind of, because if you're going to throw a twist like that and be like, hey, just so you know, the reason y'all ain't switching anymore is because homegirl got hit by a comet. Um, Well, then, yeah, like (laughs) I would like a more satisfying ending, please. Right. Right, But even before the twist, it's a really great movie because Mm -hmm. it the whole point about their switching after a night's sleep. So that whole waking up and not remembering what you did or was it a dream and it's not a dream and what's happening and right. their to lives them, are slowly changing and they're realizing more about themselves and each other and just, you know, becoming more like kind and compassionate people. It's really beautiful. And then there's a big twist. And it just gets more emotional. Right. Yes, especially Taki is very, very interested to know what being in the body of a <laughs> of Mitsuha is. That's I the mean, main character. If any needs. guy were to get in a girl's body, <laughs> you, you know they're gonna investigate. I'm hesitant to agree, <laughs> <laughs> but well, he because has you'd a be point. curious. I mean, even you see it kind of even with with the girl. Like she, you can kind of see that she has an interest as well. She's embarrassed by it, sure, but she is definitely interested. Yeah, here's the thing. At the end of the day, this is an anime product, so you know there's going to be at least one or two boob gags in the movie. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of expected. But there is also, you know, the the other, you know. To be fair, it, to be fair though, it is the first, the very first scene <laughs> in this movie, <laughs> and not going into your name, not knowing anything, and I just see a girl wake up and she's like boobs. I'm like, was it puberty? Did she wake up and just <laughs> discover having boobs? And I was like, oh, there, this actually, there's a reason why. Speaking of which, my third time watching your name because. You need time in between. It's just extremely roller coaster mm-hmm. and it just grips you from the start. So this time around, the best part by far, watching Leah watch the movie <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> I've been told I'm pretty expressive exactly what I'm thinking all the time oh, yeah. about a movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you punched my wall a little bit. <laughs> I was so I was so stressed out. The difference between your name and weathering with you is I would definitely say the pace um first off this movie the describing the plot is so much more beyond these two obviously soul connections and and them switching back and forth and then coming to find out the girl died three years ago and how is he going to save her and go through all this i mean it's so it's so big and i just felt like the pacing was i was constantly stressed out from the moment once I figured out that she might die at the end, it was like everything was high risk all the time. Mm-hmm, I was right. like, boy, I wish we were just switching bodies. That would have been good old fun. <laughs> now we got to figure out about how to save not only her life, but her entire town in the Hida region, in that mountainous region. And they're just farm people and they're just trying to live their lives, celebrate the comet. They don't know mm-hmm. it's about to kill them. So, I mean, the stakes are like super high throughout mm-hmm. this like what is it two and a half hours yeah 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 and there's also so many other characters too not just the two um teenagers but there's both of their um families and, and friends friends and everything else that's going on too that you really feel like the stakes are really really up there not just for them and them wanting to meet each other but there's so much else going on um especially with this town and I, I just love the juxtaposition between, like, mm-hmm. Tokyo and Itamori, where there's, like, one is, like, you know, rural Japan, and one of them is the center, you know, hub of Japan. So there's, I don't know, watching this, like, distance between both is really great. Where with Weathering With You, it takes place all in Tokyo. So it's much more, like, intimate. You really get to look around the city. 
Yeah, and I just gotta say that this movie is kind of what convinced me that anime is more than just buff dudes screaming and getting stronger. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been sold on anime ever since I saw Goku turn Super Saiyan 3 when I was a kid, which is still great to this day. But I watched this and I was like, wow, they can really tell great stories through anime. And I've found so many different series just because I've tried finding stuff that was similar to this movie when it first came out. So stuff like uh, Kino's Journey is a really big one, where it's not like an action-paced thing at all, but it's just like a world-building thing. It's just this person going throughout the world. And I think, especially nowadays, there's more and more stories like that popping up in anime, and I think it's largely thanks to your name. You know, it's it's so interesting that you should say that and get, looking into the bigger picture of this movie, which, by the way, um, did, you know... I, at first, when I thought about doing this podcast about your name, I was like, boy, this seems like a kind of niche thing. But it's really not. Nope. Be- yes, because it is the fourth. I read that it was the fourth highest grossing film of all time in Japan, along with Titanic and Frozen. And it beat out <laughs> Spirited Away. It beat out Miyazaki. Wait, which, it beat out Spirited Away? Yes. As of 2017, it made more for, money than Spirited wow. Away. For the worldwide release, yeah. It, I was looking um, at the list earlier today when we were going to do this. I was like, where does like Miyazaki not like rank? We know he's king. But where does it rank <laughs> with all of these other movies? And your name right now is number one for worldwide release. And Weathering With You is in there with this like highlight of like well it just came out but it's gonna be up there so both of these movies by um makoto shinkai both of these movies um his recent movies are like getting right in there i think he's filling a gap that studio ghibli is kind of leaving behind you know as they phase out yes it's definitely feeling like passing on the torch you know because i would argue that it wasn't before spirited away Um, came out in the early 2000s that I felt like anime became a bit more mainstream. And to your point, Jared, where you're saying it's more than buff dudes or, um, you know, like Sailor Moons, because sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people hear anime and they immediately get a stereotype of which I'm not knocking on these series at all. Like, I also love them, too, but they are admittedly more kitschy. They're more childish. They're more cartoonish. Mm -hmm. And these were like full fledged fully realized movies and worlds, and I mean, to the point where they actually won Academy Awards. I feel like, you know, this is kind of ushering in a new generation where it's like, well, you might take anime a little bit more seriously. Not to mention, this was such a unique concept. That was the thing Mm -hmm, that really sold me on this is... So, anime in general, uh, you're right, like, people have this idea about it, like, I don't know, a lot of people, not everyone, obviously, because there are people, many people that like anime. Um, But it's, it's really just another medium to tell a story. Um, whether it be video games or live-action movies or whatever, it's just another medium to tell a story. And there are definitely movies like Your Name where no matter what you're into, it's something that you can relate to and really connect with it. And, And Miyazaki has had that ability for most of his movies. And I think Makoto Shinkai is is definitely getting in there and being able to do that too um, with with your name. I, I saw one of his previous movies, which was uh, uh, five centimeters per second, and it was years ago when I saw it. And I remember it being very pretty and very good. Um, probably like I I remember ranking it good, but I, I I don't remember you know what it was about really. Um, but I, I I think that um one thing that definitely differs between Miyazaki and uh, and Makoto Shinkai is that Miyazaki's movies tend to have this this 
magic about the story that you don't really know what quite is going to happen, but there's always very interesting characters and things that happen. Um, where so far what, from what I've seen from Shinkai, it's more about love as being the very strong connection in the movie. Um, because both Your Name and uh, Weathering With You were about a strong love connection. Which I was all here for. I was like, <laughs> I love me a romance. Like it, <laughs> it, it showed me the two main characters and I was like, oh, are they going to fall in love? Oh my God, for, they did. For the record, so I actually rewatched Your Name just before we recorded this. I forgot how much that movie makes me tear up, especially at oh, the yeah. It's especially at the end, though. Like, even though I knew basically everything that was going to happen, the very last stairway sequence, just the final shot of the movie, I'm like, oh my god, they saw each right. other. When we rewatched it the other day, I, I mm -hmm. had the same feeling. I, I didn't expect to feel it all so much right at the end mm -hmm. there. And that just shows you how much, uh, just how much passion and, 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 and soul they put into this movie, how, how much, how good of a connection that you were able to make with the characters. Absolutely. We kind of already talked about this right when the movie ended weathering, weathering with you, not your name. Um, so no spoilers for Jared, but hey, you can the, spoil me all you want. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. One of the, um, I think maybe biggest scenes of weathering with you takes place in a hotel where it's just these, you know, these two main character teenagers and also like a little brother. And it's not at all like, like a romantic type of thing, but it's really just this feeling of connection and humanity and like joy in a time of not joy at all. And this one scene in the movie, you're sitting there watching it being like, you're about to break my heart. <laughs> Everything is terrible, but everybody is so happy. Like in the, there's this, real like bit of realism that comes with the movies that it kind of does leave that magic of Miyazaki behind and is more grounded in this could actually happen. This is a feeling that I've felt before, this like calm before the storm feeling, this hopelessness feeling, this totally in love feeling that I'm finding with these movies. Not that I didn't get with Miyazaki, but I feel like I'm, I've grown up and now these movies are almost more s suited to what I want to watch. That's so interesting. I was going to, I I didn't even notice that, honestly, with these movies. But yes, I would say that the relationships between the characters, because not only between Mitsuha and Taki, um, but also between um, Mitsuha's friends, uh, Tessie and Sayaka? Sayaki? Say yeah, I think it was Sayaki. I can never remember. <laughs> yeah. Because um, Tessie is a treasure. <laughs> yeah. T Tessie, arguably best like side character in that movie, was like absolutely the best. And um, you know, kind of her friendships with them. And I really found myself when Taki was trying to go back and he'd gotten into Mitsuha's body and he's trying to get everybody rallied up and leave the town before the comet hits. And I was like, I really need Tessie to live. Like, I need him to live. And usually you don't. That takes, like, artistry to, for me to care about a side character. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. However, I was like, Mitsuha's dad can die. I don't really. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I kind of like how they, set the, how they set him up as a sort of antagonist, though. You know, yeah. I always thought that was really interesting because the thing about Miyazaki movies, I feel like it's almost watching like a Disney movie, just anime. You mm -hmm. know, because I feel like it's so much more fantastical. While it seems like these movies are a lot more grounded and more just about people, 
So I think it was a really cool choice, even though it's essentially anime Freaky Friday with like a meteor crashing into everything. <laughs> I think it's really cool how they how he didn't need a he didn't need to essentially take the cop out of just be like in just settling for having this meteoroid. You know, like he had that extra human he, element to yes, it, you know? He could have just been like, there's a meteor that's going to hit this town and that's gonna be the whole premise. But to mm -hmm. add in the switching bodies, to add in the um the, the red string, you know, which obviously symbolism is is for soulmates and everything. We They never explicitly say it either, which I find really pretty. But the fact that she's wearing it, uh, you know, and, and that's just kind of the tie that they have. Mm -hmm. Like, ha, tie. Um, but, <laughs> but I would argue to your point, Heath, you said something about there not being as much fantasy. I I have noticed, though, that there is there is fantasy oh, with absolutely. these. I mean, yes. and, and there's references to gods in books. Both of these. And with this one, there was the village guardian god who they're giving the uh, Saki. Kuchi Kamikaze is what it was called. But I was like, uh, yeah. So so there was that kind of like, you know, and Taki being able to drink the Saki and that being able to bring him back. Obviously, that's the fantasy. But it's not. But it is not the focal point, you know, of the thing. It could have been explained any other way. It really didn't matter right. how it was happening. My understanding, though, with these movies is that both of the religious things that we saw and this is not someone who is from, you know, Asia at all, but that those are things that are much more commonplace in everyday life, like seeing the um, the pillars and having in those old towns, having those shrines be really important. And we see that play out in the modern day Itamori, where really Mitsuha's family is the only one that really cares about this temple, at least in a way to take care of it and to keep it up where everyone else is kind of like, you know, up and coming with the times and her dad's trying to be mayor and doesn't care and all And even Mitsuha things. doesn't really care. She kind of yeah, wants, she wants a cafe. She wants to be a boy in Tokyo. <laughs> so, yeah. And that was an interesting play, too, is to see the difference between maybe the past with Japan and, and, and in the future and kind of coming to grips with like there's pros and cons kind of to both when we see Tokyo and we see Itamori. So before we weathering. move on to weathering with you, any final thoughts on your name? Uh, yes, everyone should go see it <laughs> because or not go, but just see it. You don't have to go anywhere. You can you can see it from your home. Has a 98% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. As it it's, should. Yes. <laughs> excellent. So, so uh, your name for me, I'd, I'd say, is like perfect 10 out of 10 movie. Wow. Yeah. Dang. I. It's very highly rated for me. What about you, Caroline? 10 out of 10? I mean, yeah, I think, I think so because there's not really a whole lot at fault with it because even the funny things that they do add in that you think are going to be so kitschy or so weird like there's just enough of them to make you not want to fall into a pit of despair with how much you care for these characters so i feel like everything that is in there was very very well thought out and just hits a chord with with me i lo i love it yeah i think it was just a really well crafted movie from start to finish you know absolutely it's hard for me to actually put like a number on this cuz i've never thought about it that way cuz it's always just been more of an experience than me just watching a movie Honestly, because I feel actual emotions when right. I watch this. And that's the thing. Like, when I watched Weathering With You, I thought it was a very good movie. And I I would I would rank it maybe around, like, an 8 out of 10. Very good movie. But, like, your name is, is I, I just feel, is perfection. The way, mm -hmm. the way it's crafted and the way it sucks you in and really grabs onto you and just never lets go. 
Yeah, that is really hard to rate this because it's art. It's literally art. It like, is. and it's there's nothing. If I was to say anything less than a ten out of ten, I would be suggesting that I felt that there was something that needed to be added or right. something exactly. that was what missing. What would you change? I, I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> would I say it's my favorite movie of all time? No. Would I say that like I would absolutely recommend it to anybody and I would put it on par with the greats from Miyazaki, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle? Yes. Which also I can't rate those movies really either because they're in the same vein. What's exciting is I feel like we've really caught. Makoto Shinkai he's starting to this is uh weathering with you is his 12th film and I'm like we're starting to finally see him hit his stride though this is really exciting you Mm -hmm. know what I mean because it's just kind of being on the cusp again it's like oh it's like a revival of which by the way can we have a moment of silence please for Studio Ghibli giving us all that false hope for a second that it was going to be on Netflix and everybody and their mom sharing it on Facebook not the may I recommend something just get a VPN (laughs) <laughs> Just get a VPN. What does Great. that mean? Uh, it essentially allows... It, it, it is a like virtual private IP. network. What he said, and it essentially spoofs your IP address. So uh, that way it makes not, it... Not exactly spoof. So basically, so I'm a tech guy. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so basically, it's... it's uh, they're Usually with VPN services, they have servers located around the world where you connect to the server directly and then all of your internet traffic between you and that server is encrypted. So like your ISP can't see what you're doing and, and it's, it's very good for privacy. Is this legal? Yes, absolutely. Actually, yes, VPNs yeah. are absolutely legal. There's nothing illegal about it. Um, but so when you do that, um, your IP address to anyone, uh, so like the website you're accessing, it looks like it's coming from that server. So if you have an IP address in a different country, you can sometimes watch things that aren't available in your country. This doesn't sound legal. <laughs> it's, actually, it's very legal. I swear to God, every it. YouTuber under the sun has tried to sell me on NordVPN, Okay. And the Studio Ghibli films, I think, actually might have me on it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, personally, I would recommend Mulvad VPN. They don't they don't do any logging of any sort. Okay, all right. See, uh, I've only used UltraSurf just to like get past like the school firewalls back yeah, in high school. Probably just like, a basic proxy, right? Yeah. Have you guys heard of Internet Explorer? Oh god, it's pretty cool. My, my uh, <laughs> personal favorite name for it is Internet Exploder. If you want to have a podcast about Internet, oh, oh I could absolutely oh, go on all day. I, I have touched on a nerve. Um, <laughs> so, Don't you mean you've touched on a nerd? Oh my god, what? <laughs> I'll be here all week. What <laughs> the? By the way, Studio Ghibli <laughs> is going to be available on Netflix for everybody but US and Japan because HBO Max swooped in and they have taken the rights. So when that streaming service boots up, then they're going to have the Studio Ghibli films. And I felt especially stupid because I sat there and shared it on my Facebook and a listener <laughs> caught it. And she was like, that's not for you. US and I was like, you know, I even covered the story of HBO Max like taking Studio Ghibli and being like bummer. Yeah, and I'm like, damn it, I didn't want HBO Max, but now reeling me in again, like, because I want to show Howl's Moving Castle to Kyle because he has no idea what the f I'm referencing most of the time. So yeah. Oh wait, he's never seen Howl's Moving Castle. I have it on DVD. So I actually have all of the Miyazaki films up through Arietti. Um on DVD because well it's not like that big of a collection to go for honestly it so it wasn't it's not like trying to get all of the Disney movies or anything so I ended up buying them and I think the last one in my collection was from Heath he got me Arietti uh for our birthday and that's one of my favorites 
beautiful. Underrated. Definitely watch it. Yeah, I've never, never seen that. Yeah, neither have I, actually. Yeah. So cute. Wasn't it basically based off the borrowers? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. Did you, oh, Jared. <laughs> Sweet young Jared. I'm you sorry. don't know what the borrowers is. I just I do not. I felt I felt it through the connection. <laughs> I was like, he doesn't know what he that is. <laughs> I do not. Picture like ti- like a tiny family living in your house, like tiny gnomes. <laughs> Oh, so you it's like, honey, I shrunk the kids just better. But they borrow yes. your stuff. <laughs> like buttons, Jared, it's cute. Okay, all right. When you say <laughs> the plot like that, it sounds whack as hell. <laughs> what is that not again, what it is? Again, if it's an anime movie, I'm, yeah. It's no. literally the whole oh, well, movie. Yeah, Ari, amazing. Yeah, yeah, the borrowers Ariadne. weren't, but Ari, Arietti was. Okay. okay. Getting on to weathering with you. So this came out, uh, like, it came out in Japan last year, but just, I mean, it's still in theaters right now as we're recording this. Um, Like, you can still go see it at a couple different theaters. I mean, it's, like, obviously very limited showings because, oh, no, subtitles. Like, people are so weird about it. They have the dub, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, theaters? Yeah, yeah. We had the option of doing dub or sub, but of course I went with sub. Just real quick, just real quick. I feel like if we're on the topic of anime movies, okay, you know (laughs) what I mean? trying to get people to... To come see them, they might want to know what those all differences right. are. Somebody's walking I, out of here with a black eye by I the can, end of this conversation. It's fine. It's all right. Uh, t- typically, I would prefer uh, original Japanese audio with English subtitles. Usually, that's because the the people who who voice the you know the in in Japanese audio have I don't know they they have more of a, a connection to the original source. Um, so I guess like the directors and stuff would would probably get more out of them the way that they wanted to, the movie to feel. Um, whereas with English dubs, it's hit or miss whether you're going to mm-hmm. get something good or not. See, now I disagree in a niche way. In general, I do agree that like I think subtitles are way better for most anime, but I have felt like Studio Ghibli has done a really nice job yes. with their American casting. When it, when it comes to the major studios, they they tend to be better. And so I would yeah. be really interested in our next watch of Your Name to watch it with the dubs. I actually really enjoyed it with the dubs. It. You've seen it? I just saw it with the dubs on Monday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and you've seen it with the subs too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so the first time around I saw it with the subs. And then the dubs I still think, you know, they hold up. Uh, I will die on this hill, though, is that the Dragon Ball dub is far superior than the sub. <laughs> right, there there, are, there's, there there's, certain, there's certain arguments that can be made for dubs, like Cowboy Bebop. Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, anything with Steve Bloom in it, I think, is dub. just a perfect, I, like... Agreed. Th- okay, We're there on we go. Same page there, there we go. So I don't recognize... Um, the people, I, as you guys were talking, I was looking up the the casting for the subs versus the dubs when it came to um, your name, and it was uh, Ryunsuke Kamiki as Taki and Mone Kamishiriyashi as Mitsuha. But then you had Glynis Bell, never never heard of mm-hmm. that person, and Ray Chase, and I'm like not familiar with oh, either. I know, the, of them. I know the name Ray Chase. Let's see, just real quick. Let's go down this hill. Let's why? Why not? It's a podcast. We get all the time in the world. That's what I love about it. I'm like, sure. Oh, yeah. So I definitely snap. knew the yeah. I knew the voice. He's a lot of stuff. He's Noctis in Final Fantasy 15. That makes more sense. Oh, and he's in The Walking Dead. He's Marlin, and he's the master in Kingdom Hearts. So. Yeah, all of that. Oh, makes and he's sense pretty now. pretty prisoner in One Punch Man, which I've never seen. So I don't know. Wait, you know okay, just watch the first season of One Punch Man. No, it's thank phenomenal. you. Weathering with you um so the premise behind this so since heath uh did the plot caroline i just feel like you want to you want to take this on to be fair a lot simpler i feel like than your name honestly 
Yeah, it's um, but it's still so just so beautiful. Um, it's really interesting. The plot of this is that it, in Tokyo and around the areas of Tokyo, it's raining. <laughs> That's the whole movie. No, <laughs> it's, go see it in films. <laughs> Oh, wrong. I love it because Jared has no clue, so he'd be like, what the? Yeah. I'm- <laughs> so, digging a little deeper. Yeah. Um, Hodaka has run away from home. I think he's like a freshman in high school type age teenager, and he's run to Tokyo, and he is just looking for a job and ends up working at this like freelance magazine uh, place. And he ends up researching myths and legends. And one of the legends he looks up is that of the sunshine and the rain girls and how apparently throughout history, there will be periods of this magic type of weather phenomenon that the girls um, can change. And so meanwhile, you're also kind of meeting this other girl, Hina, who is supposedly a sunshine girl. So you meet this girl and she has the power to stop the rain, but only for brief periods of time. So then it comes, it becomes this funny like buddy movie where they're going around making money this way because Tokyo is engulfed in rain and it's just this magic rain. So they're going around and changing the weather for people's events like weddings and like sports events and really cool things like that. So it's them together with this little bit of fantasy going on with Hina being able to have this power. And then the plot kind of thickens from there, both going after the legend in general and what that's based off of, but also them becoming closer. And also um, he has his share of problems too, because he's kind of run away to Tokyo. So there have been some issues going on there. So it kind of just develops I guess, but if I do say it's Tokyo and it's raining, that is also truthful. <laughs> so the, the where the conflict comes in is that Hina, as she's and with this was this is nice too because I get to just tell you, Jared, just go for it. Yeah. Um, s- because she's a sunshine girl, or because whatever she has this mm-hmm. power. Apparently, according to legend, she's used as a sacrifice ultimately, and if she uses this power enough, she ends up disappearing, and she goes into. A land in the clouds above this, like uh, above Tokyo. I am this sold. is where I would give Weathering with you a nine out of ten. For me, where it's missing, I want to be in that land more. <laughs> I, want to, I wanted to explore that. So what happens is, is basically she starts to disappear because she's been using this power so much, and mm. uh, you know, just kind of abusing it. And so she has to be used as a sacrifice to basically. So if she dies then the weather will become normal again, which doesn't sound. Now, I know you're giving me this look. It doesn't sound like you're like, what are the stakes? You have to understand it's raining so much. It's starting to flood Tokyo. It is literally start Tokyo going underwater. Okay, So it's like hurricane levels of rain, basically. Yes. Or something like 60 days like we've been. In in the movie time, like it it is magic rain. It has never stopped. Okay, so we're so we're talking like biblical flooding, basically. Yes, it is okay. biblical right. flooding. I think we're talking like a drizzle. Hodaka like, okay. is gonna get right, an guys. arc. It's crazy, and uh, so what ends up happening at the end because Jared said he doesn't care uh, if he gets spoiled is, and this is the craziest part of the movie and this might be why I like weathering with you better than your name is because I've said many times before I love when a director makes a bold choice 
and sticks with it. And so what this was, not that he killed her off. No, no. He did, sort of. Hodaka comes back and he saves Hina and he says, and he says this line where I wish I could remember it verbatim because I was like, I literally heard it and I was like, <laughs> like I got like chills. He was like, I want you more than any blue sky. And he saves her and condemns Tokyo. Wait, what? To, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And I was like, what a bold choice. Like, <laughs> so he. I respect that though. I, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm always in it for like a bad ending movie. <laughs> he tells Hina basically, like, I want you and you deserve to be in this world. And I want you to choose yourself and choose us. And she does. And then Tokyo drowns. Not in like, <laughs> not in like an all at once. So not biblical in the way that everybody dies, but like everybody has to leave. It's a slow flood that it's Tokyo's gone. I mean, I'm sure and, some people died. Yeah, probably. With a flood <laughs> like that. So that a bunch of people did die, but it wasn't like a flood that swept through the whole city. It literally, you watch it kind of change and there's a huge it's much more political than your name is like there's a huge underlying tone of climate change oh it's climate change. yeah okay being like hey it's gone it's not coming back and you see the <laughs> after effects of it too the movie doesn't just end like you see people who have moved to new parts of the city who are living in high rises like and you kind of get a little bit of this after effect which is really interesting and a little eerie <laughs> It ends up three years past, and uh, so that's how you find out that, you know, basically gotcha. that he made this choice. And it, it felt very similar to, um, like, video games, uh, like like Life is Strange or, like, um, Walking Dead, where you, you have these big choices that you have to make, and uh, they ultimately affect everything. And admittedly, and we all told, because you, I think you've, yeah, you've played Life is Strange. You both have played it before. Um, I there's a similar ending where you have to choose either one person or an entire town. And I ended up choosing the one person because I'm whack. And like, <laughs> I could feel that it was the wrong ending. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because it was like, eh, you got what you wanted, but at what cost? Like that guilt, you know? And I definitely <laughs> felt that with the ending of this movie, but I appreciated that because I was like, mm. boy, you could have really tied this up with a nice little bow, but you chose not to. You chose to make us feel guilty <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> with Weathering With You, and we got to see this cool little, if you get to see it in theaters, you get to see this interview with um, Makoto Shinkai, and he basically says that uh, this time around, obviously, weather <laughs> was a big inspiration there, and he got to, um, th the animation in this was really what was, like, above and beyond. I can't oh even compare God. it to anything. Like, And I remember thinking in the theater before the interview came on, but after the movie was done, wow, what a pain in the ass to animate all that rain. And then he came up and went, wow, animating all that rain. And he yeah. talked about having to draw every drop as it hit someone's face. And it's raining the whole time, Jared. I cannot put this enough for you. Like, all right. it, there, it is just water everywhere. He said that it took him three years to make the movie. I believe it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly, which is just, I mean, crazy. So that was something that was really a spectacle and I would argue that like kind of makes it better when you see it in a theater because you really get the full mm -hmm. sense of like and wow also outstanding for him to be able to go right from your name and not even slow down because he you know for the three years oh yeah you're right because your name came out in 2016 picked it up immediately after and started this which is another amazing concept 
Yeah. It was done beautifully. So I'm I'm really excited to see where he goes. There's similar themes and connections to your name and weathering with you. Um, there's, again, we have two high schoolers. It's a romantic lead again. It's kind of this idea of soulmates, of kind of choosing each other over all these other things. Um, also, I feel like uh, shrines play a big role because um, she, Tina, ends up in weathering with you praying for son when her mother is dying during, uh, you know, and she goes to the shrine at the hospital and that's kind of how she gains these sunshine girl powers. Mm. And you almost feel like she kind of made a deal with you know, like a, a wayward God or something. You know what I mean? And that's kind of similar to the shrine aspect in, in um, your name, you know, so it definitely you're starting to feel like I'm starting to see things that really appeal to you to this director and like he keeps bringing back also you guys caught and i didn't know this but there was cameo of your name characters in weathering with you yep and it's not even like disney when you have disney cameos where it's just more like for fun and like hidden mickeys this is really same universe because you know taki and mitsuha are in tokyo Mm -hmm. so it was really cool to um to see that so one thing that i thought was really funny was in the um in the interview uh, makoto shinkai was saying well, he was talking about that how they're in the same universe and everything and he he mentioned how he doesn't think the next movie will be set in tokyo since it's underwater now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sticking with your choices I, yeah. I can respect that though you know that's nice but i wonder if it will also be a continuation of that timeline and maybe it'll mm-hmm. be set in the same universe but uh you know maybe they'll make some sort of reference in the next movie to tokyo being underwater i don't know i'm going to call it now just... okay there's going to be like a newscast in the background and it's going to be just like Flooded Tokyo, like so, like some newscaster is yeah. going to say that, like in like a TV in the background, or they okay. might just mention a sunshine girl or something. Yeah, that's too. All because one dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, so going again round the table. Um, how would you rate weathering with you? Actually, I think you already told us, Heath. I think you yes. gave it an eight. Well, out of I, 10. Yeah, I would give it like eight, eight point five out of ten. Very good movie. Definitely not a perfect movie, like I thought your name was, Caroline. I think I said it was a 9 out of 10. I'd have to give it more thought. I remember having only really two things that I wish were done differently, and I feel bad about it, but the first one is really just the music in it kind of threw me off a little bit. I just felt like there were too many, you know, like the fresh cut scene where now you're in a new thing or now here's the movie. Um, I felt like there was just one too many of those, and I feel the reason I feel bad is I know that um, the director was so excited to work with this band. Radwimps. Gotta love the name. So while the music itself was good, just one too many like cutscenes just felt like a few too many transitions where your name really grips you and just takes you on a ride and you're never out of that ride. Mm. You know, and this one kind of jumped around a little bit. And then I just wanted so badly to explore the world that Hina gets sent to. Like, was she actually going to disappear and die forever? Was she going to live up there forever? I wanted to know more about that. And maybe there's not more to know, but I was left really wondering. So I'd probably give it an 8 or a 9 out of 10 for things I wanted. But it was beautifully animated and definitely a recommendation. You know what? It sounds pretty cool. I just haven't had time to uh, go and see it yet, but it's definitely on the, on the uh, to-watch list. Right. You it's should go see it, if only for Hina's brother. 
Like, that is the only reason you need to see this movie. Minor character. He is the gem of this movie. Gem. Yes. Like, okay. Teshi, but maybe maybe even more. Oh, like, I, definitely. I think better. So, because he becomes a really important role in the movie, but just starts off as almost this comic character, but never, like, never something, someone that's annoying. Just this, oh, hmm. amazing. And I made wanted to make sure we talked about that before we left here. I'm trying to remember what the kid's name is I'm, I'm even like looking it up right now and i i can't i can't find it anywhere i looked it up before i started talking what about it and I, no i couldn't find it that's why yeah i, I can't find it okay but <laughs> hina's little brother yeah absolutely 10 out of 10 best <laughs> like the the movie is on his small shoulders and my god like just like tessie where i was like boy uh if anything happens to this side character throw yep. away the whole movie like <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. There's just so many similarities between these two movies that it's almost hard to not think of them together now, especially mm-hmm. because we watched both of them so closely back to back. But even just smaller details of like both of these young young women have um, had their moms taken away from them by illness. You know, both of the Disney curse, the Disney curse <laughs> um, <laughs> and having to you know, struggle through that and have the whole family dynamic also thrown into it. Even um, Hodaka, who doesn't, in essence, have a family at all in the start of this movie because he's run away from them, you get those background pieces as the movie goes on and you kind of find out what happens to their families as everything comes together. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me and for talking about uh, your name and weathering with you. And if you're listening to this right now, and I know we already spoiled a lot, but you should definitely go and see weathering with you. It's still in theaters. This is not sponsored. It's just me nerding out. So there you go. (laughs) 